Ringside pop, you know it don't stop. With blitz to the business of everything that's hot. Call it ringside pop, you know it don't stop. With the blitz to the business of everything that's hot. Welcome to ringside pop with Kia Stevens, Marty Elias, and Dale Rutledge. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's time to get rowdy right here. On AfterBuzz TV, this is Ringside Pop. I am your host, Dale Rutledge, and today we are wasting no time getting to the subject. We are talking about the road between wrestling and Hollywood. It has been a long and windy path, that is for sure. My earliest uh, squared circle to silver screen crossover memory came in the form of Andre the Giant. I'm sure that's a very similar story mm. for a lot of people. As Fezzik and the Princess Bride, but he certainly wasn't the first or the last. From Roddy Piper's need for bubblegum in Carpenter's classic They Live to Hulk Hogan's portrayal of Thunderlips in Rocky Three, <laughs> uh, Stone Cold, I just wanted to say Thunderlips, yeah. to be honest with you, Stone Cold in Expendables, Jesse Ventura in Predator and Demolition Man, Bill Goldberg in some real shitty-ass movies, and even <laughs> Kevin Nash in the Magic Mike series, uh, somehow playing a stripper not named Big Sexy. I don't know how they missed that opportunity. Hollywood has obviously been shaped by wrestling personas. With guys like The Rock and Bo Tisa, I believe is how you pronounce it nowadays. Bo Bautista? you got to add a U in there. I don't know how else to change it. Uh, in some of the highest grossing films of the past few years, and now Stina, of course, joining the mix. Plus, you got shows like Total Divas providing exposure and Glow, obviously being critically acclaimed. Is there any better time for wrestlers to take a trip to Tinseltown? We're going to talk about that today on our panel. Uh, let's get right to the intros for the panel. Speaking of which, uh, as always, well, we're missing Kia today, so uh, no Kia Stevens in-house today, but she'll be back ASAP. She is in Chicago at the moment. Um, the, but we do have the lovely, as always, Marty Elias. He is a referee of 20-plus years. That's me. WWE Lucha Underground. How's it going, my friend? Going great. You know, uh, I, I was out uh, filming a, a documentary uh, this oh, nice. past week. Uh, What's with, that for? Uh, for Jesse Hernandez, uh, School of Hard Knocks. He, he actually brought me into the business. And there's a filmmaker in Hollywood who's doing a documentary on him. So uh, I went in and uh, did, did my bit and... I had a lot of fun with that, and I'm glad I did it because it, it seems like it's going to be very interesting. And uh, you know, that's awesome. So, very on theme for this show as well. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, a, a filmmaker, you know, with wrestling and beyond the mat or whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was interesting and it, it was fun. And matter of fact, uh, Frankie Gazarian's part of that. Oh, nice. Uh, Molina and uh, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, actually. The producer told me he's trying to get Kia involved with that too because Jesse did bring in. A lot of us. Wow, okay. So uh, yeah. I love Melina. I haven't seen her in a minute. Yeah, she, neither have I. That's neither great. I, so. uh, another person who has some experience blending the lines of wrestling in Hollywood, he's worked in for the likes of Comedy Central uh, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can catch him Googling as Vince McMahon on Twitter. He is Mark Wardzeka. Hello. It's so great to be back here on the show. Thank you guys so much for having Thanks me. For coming in. I, well, I love being here at After Buzz. I'm here... Uh, every Monday night for the Monday Night Raw After Buzz After Show. How's that going? It's going great. I mean, it's, uh, it's maybe two months now I've, since I've joined the team, and That's it's right. really fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, we I watch now Raw every single week in real time. For oh th- boy! For three plus hours. Welcome. So that's been an <laughs> that's been an interesting change to my life. I mean, it's a major time commitment. Yeah, that full three hours, you really feel it when you have to watch those commercials. I feel. Yeah, it's, right. It's probably a solid hour of commercials. No, no TV. Yeah. 
middle or no fast forwarding. You're just we. I, I watch it in real time, starting Ooh. five p.m. Pacific. Ooh. I am dedicated. That guys. is dedication. Yes, yeah. watching every moment. Of, but I'm having a blast with fantastic uh, with with Johnny and Marquia and with Hobo, and we have a great time. Every That's a Monday. good crew. It's a very good crew, mm-hmm. and of course, Mark Donica. I've never heard of him. Yeah. Me neither. What? (laughs) Well, that sounds like Mark Donick. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, let's talk about Hollywood. I mean, just this summer alone. So there's been a lot of chatter about sort of the decline of Hollywood, of going out to theaters, you know, everyone, the, the window between... Seeing it in the theater and seeing it on Netflix. Uh, for, for Disney, for example, they, they have a special window for Netflix to get it before a lot of other people. They're just trying to find ways to keep eyeballs on movies. And one of the ways that it seems like they turn to is is The Rock. <laughs> you know, it seems like... Yeah, he's like the Mr. Mega guy. Absolutely. Yeah, the go-to, go-to guy. Yeah, the go-to guy. I mean, he was the highest grossing uh, paid actor of 2016, which is just kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. Even his career five years ago. Right. Really, really prior to Fast and Furious. I think that was kind of his paycheck bread and butter. There was that time. His career trajectory has been really interesting, like launching out of WWE when it was on fire, right? So there was a lot of attention on the product right then. Scorpion King. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he came out. But for a while there, and it's easy to forget now that for a while there, those early years of him making movies, it, you weren't quite sure where how this was going to work out. And there were, there's, not a, there's not a model for this, really where somebody right. crossed over out yeah. of wrestling to be a mainstream box office megastar. Yeah. There was not a model for it. It was like, is this going to work out or is it going to be like he's going to make a few movies and that's it? And there was that time around, it was like around the time he did Tooth Fairy, oh, where, yeah. he sort yeah, of, yeah. He, where he sort of dropped his management. I think he got a new manager. He mm-hmm. went with a different agency. And I think he went with his ex-wife, actually. He did, yeah. right? Yeah. And they built and yeah, they started too. Seven Bucks Productions. Sure did. And he really, I think, took a big bet on himself and yeah. said, I could be doing more, I could be doing better, I could be a top Hollywood action star, and then made that happen. It's really pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, the, to your point, the trajectory of everybody else was kind of like, oh, we'll hire Andre the Giant to play a giant. Right. You know, we'll, we'll hire somebody to be a badass. Stone Cold was basically Stone Cold, mm-hmm. maybe tweaked a little, sure. you know, for, for the movie he was in. So, and then he had uh, Hunter as uh, a vampire. Oh, in, that's uh, right. Oh, in yeah. Blade 3. <laughs> yeah, Blade 3. You know, yeah, so he had him doing that, that, too, you know, so it's like, wow. That was so much fun. I loved him in that part. He had a, he had a little va- vampire Pomeranian. Oh, It my was gosh. so silly. I highly recommend everybody watch him in that, especially because it's still Triple H. It's essentially just Triple H with fangs. Yeah, and, and it's funny because... Because, you know, there's all these little parts that that guys have gotten and girls that you really don't know. And then you go, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, he was in that or she was in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so before we get more into, I have have a lot of rock talk that I want to get into. But Mm -hmm. this year so far, what has been your your favorite films of the year? Any that, that really stood out as like, wow. I'm, I'm glad they made that stuff. I mean, I love all the superhero stuff. Yep. So, like, you know, I loved, um, I loved uh, the, the Logan. Oh, I yeah. I loved Logan. Yeah. I loved Spider Man. Like, uh, I thought those were a blast. For me, it was John Wick. Mm. Big yeah. John Wick fan. The and second one. Both. I mean, yeah, or the second one. But I'm a fan of, of, of both of them. Good, yeah. Matter of fact, going back to the first one, Kevin Nash was in the first. That's one. That's right. He has a quick bit. Yeah, in that. yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, he was a Russian guy, <laughs> and uh, he spoke Russian. Obvious go-to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially uh, for Kevin Nash. Uh, but yeah, John Wick too was just amazing. You know, I, I can't wait to see what they do with uh, you know the franchise in the third one. So. 
Yeah, I heard. I've heard some rumors of what they're going to do with John Wick. So yeah. love know, John Wick. Can you just can you share any of them I here on the show? I don't know if I and can. John Wick Two, another wrestler cameo was in there was uh, Vladimir Kozlov. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Oh, That's right. in I that forgot too. he was a wrestler. <laughs> I think he's forgotten he's a wrestler at this point. Yeah, I, I go beyond that. <laughs> uh, for me, it was Guardians. I really loved of course, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. And the movie that surprised me was um, Kong. Uh, Skull Island. Yeah, loved it, it. It was kind of directed like a superhero movie in a lot of ways, sure. where Kong was a superhero. Love but it. it just caught me off guard, and the action was like killer. I just, I don't know. That it was really fun. Really surprised yeah. me. I did not expect to see that one. Oh, and the Power Rangers movie. But I'm just a big Power Ranger. <laughs> they could have they done almost anything. I'd be like, wow, they changed costumes. <laughs> Neat. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, he's no one. No one has done it better than The Rock, for sure. There's not even really. He is the measuring stick, right? Yeah. His movies alone uh, have grossed over three billion dollars in the box office. Yeah. So I think he's done twenty four or twenty five movies. So even if you add like Tooth Fairy and The Rundown, some the rundown. other yeah, those early ones, lower those ones, early ones, he yeah. averages over a hundred million gross per movie. Wow. With all those mixed in, yeah, it blows crazy. my mind. Like what what. I don't. I don't think anyone could have picked that trajectory, even himself. Yeah, and like I was saying, there was no model for him, but now he's the model for. Yeah, I think he's gonna be the model for other guys, and I think you see Cena trying to come up and. Oh, absolutely. Right, 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 and and good for him, and it's working out really well for Cena so far too. Absolutely. But Cena trying to come up the same way where he doesn't totally disconnect from wrestling, but he's slowly stepping away from it and doing more and more stuff in Hollywood. If you think about it, Cena, uh, his trajectory is almost exactly the same with this uh, trend. Transformers spinoff. It is yeah. very Scorpion King for him to get the Bumblebee spinoff. You right. know, that's almost exactly the same yeah, scenario right. yeah. of getting a lead in a thing that's already established, but you know, kind of a yeah. Style. And then there's actually talk of him uh, with a bigger role in uh, Daddy's Home with the second one. Role in that. You, you know, so I can't wait for that because you know, at, at the ending, of course, everybody knows how Mark Wahlberg goes up to him and hey, are you such and such? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's leading to that whole thing. So, you know, like that should be fun. Yeah, I mean, even the two comedies that he's in, Trainwreck, and what was the other sister? What was the other one that he was in? Was it um, Baby? Uh, no, that, I was going to say Baby Mom. Baby Mom was a long time ago with uh with No, that was Sisters. Sisters, yeah. That's so their other Even movie, between yeah. those two, I mean, he doesn't have a huge role in either of those, but between those two movies, they gross $200 million. So yeah. it gets John Cena's name yeah. and, you know, the heads of all the people. And also, that. I think when you're coming, I think when you're first breaking in, like like he was, like at the time of Trainwreck, into like Hollywood films, even if you're not in a ton of the movie, even if you've got a small part, but you're memorable in it, that really matters, I think, when you're at that stage of the game. Absolutely. He was memorable. Yep. Trainwreck especially, I thought. And was Trainwreck a especially. Surprising character Yes. For him. Yeah, he was great in that. Yeah, and, and then Cena's actually doing the, uh, what, pistachio commercial with the elephant? Oh, yeah. Doing the voice, you know? And they've so, made about 100 of those already. I've exactly. seen so many variations. And, and they're very, very cool. And it's funny because John is the elephant, but it's his personality that's getting through. Yeah. And, and that's what's cool about it because I remember the first time I seen him when I went, Oh, that's John. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, an yeah, elephant. Yeah. yeah. But speaking, of, speaking of voice acting, he's also he's also going to be starring in a movie called Ferdinand, which oh, is yeah. about he's a bull. Uh, yeah, an, an, a bull that doesn't want to fight anybody. It's Aww. which is it's really adorable. It's really cute. Is that and the Disney one? No, it's DreamWorks. Yeah. DreamWorks. Yeah. But but he's he's lending his voice to more stuff too, even despite it being so iconic. And I was the same with you, Marty. Once I heard, saw that first pistachio commercial, I was like. Was that John Cena? Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah. I love that there, there's one of them, again, I've seen so many of them, where he even makes kind of like 
to me, it's a Bella Twins reference, but he's like, the Squirrel Sisters came over and they're, they party crazy or something like that, you know? And it's just like a fun little nod to maybe people who know. Uh, you know, one thing that Cena's, I think, it, it maybe learned from The Rock uh, uh, is that when Rock first was trying to break into Hollywood, he completely severed all ties from wrestling. He dropped the name The Rock. Remember that Dropped phase? the name yeah. The Rock. Did not appear in wrestling for how long? I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners, but it, but it was like it seven was years. years. It was a long yeah. time. And that was on the advice of his management, is the my understanding. Old, the, the old management. management. Yeah. The old guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one of the things he did when he dropped that management and switched was said, I he said, I really feel like I need to be connected to that wrestling fan base. And I think that was the right move for him. Absolutely. If for nothing else that you're getting, in, when he appears on Raw or whatever, you're getting in front of millions of people yeah. and, and reminding millions. them about you. <laughs> <laughs> but Cena so far, I see I don't I think Cena is going to stay a little bit in both worlds the whole time. I Definitely. think he learned from the Rock's mistake there. Yeah, right? I mean Cena if you recall is actually one that kind of goaded the Rock to coming back as well, you know, yeah, at least yeah. via social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and here's the other thing with Cena too. He's doing that Fox show Grit, right? Right. Yeah, so he's got that going too. So, you know, Cena's, I mean, doing it slowly but surely. Yeah, it got a second season already. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's slowly but surely building that Hollywood resume, just like he said. But, you know, but at the same time, it's cool because he is keeping his WWE roots. And, you know, it's going to be cool because he can do both. It's amazing. I think going back to your uh, initial question that you were asking, Dale, in like the intro, like, has there been any better time for wrestlers to bridge the gap into Hollywood? I think there has definitely, hands down, never been a better time than this. Because we haven't even addressed Batista. Right. I mean, that's the, if you, okay, from a financial point, just the two Guardians movies alone, uh, plus Spectre, his Mm -hmm. uh, Bond movie, he's almost at 300 million, 300 billion himself. He's not the lead of those movies, right? You know, but uh, so it's not a a true comparison to The Rock, but he has been really smart. I mean, he started in I think it was 2013 is what his first movie, Uh, 2012. The Man with the Iron Fist came out and made 22 million globally. So not not really. Yeah, that movie I think was a little bit of a disappointment, but yeah, yeah. it was pretty cheap to make too. But still, it was a great showcase for him. I mean, he basically was like Colossus, you know, the gold version of Colossus in that movie. So it established him as a badass, you know, if nothing else. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, made almost eight hundred million globally. Wow. Uh, Guardians two has now made almost nine hundred million globally. And then Spectre is almost 900 million globally as well. Wow. So just between those, and he's got Blade Runner 2049. He's got Blade Runner coming out. And um, uh, Avengers Infinity War is next summer. Yeah, I mean, look, he was really lucky to get to jump onto a couple huge franchises, but so was The Rock. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was too, but still, like, Batista held his own. When you just look at Guardians 1 and Guardians 2, like, he was great in Guardians 1, and then they blew up the, the, uh, his screen time Absolutely. in Guardians 2. He got way more screen time. They way wrote a more. ton more for him, because I think they know the character's great, but I think they also knew he was killing it as that character, yeah. and they gave him a ton to do in that second one, and he knocked it out of the the park. Yeah. Who would have thought he has those? He basically has a comedy role. Like, he has a comedy role. Who would have thought he has those those comedy chops? He was awesome in those. And of all those people, you would just it, it would be okay if he just mailed it in as the tough guy. Yeah, and didn't have the you know because no one was expecting more from him. And in the first one, he has that one moment when they're in the circle. I think that that was like his real connecting uh, personality wise. Right. And then I think because they love that scene so much. They're like, well, shit, let's do this eight times or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. the second one, to your point. Yeah, and you know, it's cool because 
showing that versatility with him in, in, in as far as comedic and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think the the Bond movie actually kind of pinholed him as far as being the tough guy, the bad guy, the heavy. Yeah, because he didn't and, even speak in that. Movie, no, he right? didn't. You know, his, his only line was "Damn it" when he got <laughs> right. off the train. <laughs> But you know, to to see that, I I, I think he kind of got pigeonholed as the heavy for that, and everybody went, oh, okay, it's a wrestler guy. And mm-hmm. but then you know, with you know Galaxy and everything, I mean, he's like opened up a whole new world. Yeah, you know? yeah, because his other universes. Movies that he- <laughs> I mean, other, yeah, other universes. Uh, the uh, other roles that he took were all in that same kind of. He was in the kickboxer movie yeah. Vengeance. Yeah, you know, it was like a sequel to that. Um, he was in Riddick. Uh, so they're all kind of Warriors Gate. You know, they're all kind of that yeah. same sort of thing. You know what's interesting to look at when you think about The Rock and Cena having the foot in both worlds and how that's worked out for them being Hollywood guys and also wrestlers. With Batista, he's blown up in Hollywood. Then trying to get that foot back into the world of wrestling was clunky. Mm-hmm. I think his point of view is, and he's been very public about it, his point of view is he feels like it was clunky because he really wanted to come in as a heel and, and he felt like the wrong. audience wanted to see him as a heel and that WWE used him wrong. That, that, that's something he said publicly. Let, let's talk about that because I feel like, this is a, a rumor that I'd heard and I, I, I tend to believe it, um, WWE was pretty down on Guardians as a whole. I mean, so going to the pre-production of Guardians, it was obviously never a guarantee that it would be, certainly not these numbers. Yeah. They didn't know if it would be anything. It was a risk for them. It's it a comic a book and a lot of, not a lot of people know, sort Nobody of a niche anything. comic book. Maybe yeah. Rocket. You might know Rocket yeah. if you knew anybody, but still not that many people knew it. And apparently WWE thought that it was a bad decision for him to like make this movie. So they were like... We're not really going to support this, mm. you know. So you go do your thing, go mm. be in Hollywood or whatever, mm. and then come back and whatever, and then we'll do this this whole other thing. But I think a they obviously way misjudged how Guardians would be received, right? And then b they definitely misjudged. I mean, really, Batista was another victim of Daniel Bryan. I mean, yeah, he came in as part he of came that. In as that yeah. same, when that whole thing was happening. Roman Reigns is still feeling the effect right. of that exact same situation. So, I mean, luckily they were able to adjust course for Batista, and you know, Blue Tista became like such a, yeah. a thing to call him that they were like, "Fine, just let him be heel, and we'll do the." They did. There was some good stuff in that run too, because the um, the Evolution reunion was stuff was really awesome. memorable. It was yeah. really good. Um, and you would never be able to do that at any other point. I mean, like right. that was like that was the moment to have that come back and be a thing. And that was it. Would have never happened otherwise. So I, I, I like it for that. I th- I'm not sure exactly what what Batista would have wanted to do if he came back as a heel. And this is a little fantasy booking, but I think that there is a great opportunity for one of these guys. It could be Rock. It could be Batista to come back as a heel and have a heel run with the point of view of like I left wrestling and I'm a big Hollywood <laughs> star now, and I'm better than all of you. I, I think Batista, Batista would kill that. Would kill that. Yeah. I mean, he really. Do you remember yeah. he was like, "Give me my damn spotlight!" Like yeah. he's kind of doing that yeah. without the notoriety, the notoriety before. Anyway. Right. So I think he would. He would absolutely nail it. Rock could do it too. Oh yeah. I just don't think they ever want to mess with how Rock is perceived. I think that's a big part I think, of it, right? Yeah, just have At this come stage, it's like here. he's got to be the baby face. Yeah. Rock. Yeah. Full-blown white-hot baby face right. Rock. And, and I think that Cena's ultimately going to be there, too. You know, yeah. he can do that. But with Batista, I, I think Batista has that fine line, you know, that he can either be that heel or the baby face, but more so a heel because he has the heel tendencies. Yeah. yeah. And he's just so big and yeah. mean looking. Like yeah. You don't look you wouldn't expect him to like, hey buddy, what's going on? Yeah. Is that you having a fruit salad? <laughs> you know, you don't expect him to be that guy. Right. And Cena, like I've been thinking for a long time, like eventually 
at some point before he retires, we're going to see that heel John Cena run, and I'm sure Cena would be good. But I then hope I saw they that, do that. I saw I that really cricket. Do. Did you guys see this video this week that went viral? The cricket yes, wireless video yes, I've seen of that. all the Cena fans coming yeah. and hugging him and saying, "You changed my life," and my mom had cancer, and you, we watched you through. Yeah, it. he read all the cards and. Oh everything. no, he can never turn heel now. That's what uh, I talked to Cena. I can't, yes. I can't, it was we like can't put this ago. kids through it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been years since I talked to Cena about this, but he said very specifically, "Make a wish" was the thing that was like. Well, no, yeah. all these kids are, are looking to me to be that hero. I, I don't see how I could ever do that. But again, that was like a couple years ago, and now he's in a different, now he's a free agent, so he can pop into wrestling and yeah. pop out and be wherever he can be. I don't think he's, we're going to see him out of the ring for a while. I think he's going to no. do this thing, kind of Brock Lesnar style, yeah. where he's there and then he's not because he's doing something. Then he's back and... Oh, yeah. look, Nikki's back, so he's coming. He'll you know, be coming. Right, he's going to be around. He'll be the big around. shows. Yeah, he's and then be there. with Cena, too, I, I think at this point, you know, he's been with WWE for over a decade. And, you know, I think now he's been a top guy for a while. Uh, and, and I think that he's already proven, you know, where he is within the company. And, and I think that, you know, he's allowed that flexibility to do that now. And guys like the Roman Reigns and all these guys can come up and start taking up the slack and everything. We're seeing it has the ability to go do this stuff and be Hollywood and do what he wants to do. And it's easier on his body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's easy on his bank account. Yeah. It makes him a special event. There's nothing wrong Absolutely. with that. At this right. stage in the career, oh, no, that yeah, is what he is. special so. attraction, and that's... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Were you going to say before, Marty, do you, you hope to see that Cena heel run eventually, Absolutely. Too? I absolutely. I, I really want to see that. And, yeah. and the reason I say that is because when they finally turned Hogan heel, it was, with, so with, it, it, it was so cool. And it was like, it was a long time coming. And when they finally did it, it was the right time, mm-hmm. right place. And it got over huge, mm-hmm. a la NWO. I mean, right. it, it just turned into something special. But yeah. I do think that that also plays a part in the fact that he had like a good crew to do it. With him too, yeah. I think there's something cool. The story about was right, Mister Perfect, or you know, like the guy who always did right suddenly has like a, an evil crew with him. There's something even more satisfying about that. Like ah, I don't know, he's giving in. I don't yeah, know. it can't just. Yeah, you don't want it to happen just to have it happen. Right. And with Hogan, it was like all the stars aligned, yeah. and it was just this perfect moment to do it. Yeah. I mean, they could figure it out. They have enough brands and things that they could figure out something to break him, mm-hmm. you know, to make it happen. But I just, I don't know if they'll do it. I bet he'd be great at it. I don't oh, know yeah. if they'll do it either. Oh, I he'd, bet be he'd be fantastic. I mean, if yeah. you look when he first came in, I mean, the Thugonomics right. and all the other good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rapping guy. I mean, he was great at that, mm-hmm. man. And then all of a sudden, you know. It just flipped a switch, and you know he was the the Babe Ruth of WWE. Yeah, right. I yeah. really liked the the rapper gimmick back when it was happening. Yeah, was <laughs> just to cut a, a, a promo on somebody in a rap fashion was just yeah, such was a great. cool. Yeah, thing. nobody was doing. It. You know what I really loved is all his throwback stuff. I mean, as a sports fan, I mean, it was like, oh my god, that's cool. Yeah, he yeah. even brought back the old WWE symbol. Like, yes, remember he did. When he did oh that yeah. For his, yeah, yeah, for yeah. his hands. <laughs> uh, I have a, a Cena shirt actually because it had the classic W on there. Yes. Um. So I, I have a theory. So. Cena getting this movie um, for the Transformers and, and Mark Wahlberg being the last person to have this movie, I kind of feel like they're, he could easily be the next Mark that Wahlberg. That spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that spot. I think so, too. I, I don't, I'm not a huge Mark Wahlberg fan, so maybe this plays into it. But, like, they both began as, like, body guys. You know, they both right. were just like, oh, you know, I'm doing things bodybuilding-wise. 
they both have really weird rap albums. <laughs> They're both Boston guys. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost, and they even sound a little tonally the same if you listen to them. Their voice, yeah. 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 Talk, it's a very... I've never seen them in the room at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had that exact same thought about those guys, not being the same person. But that, that like, because I think The Rock was moving into, like, Arnold, Stallone, like, that type of action star mm-hmm. territory. But Cena's path is more like a, a Wahlberg type of guy, right? Yeah. 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 Which I think could be, again, you know, because Wahlberg has been known to go on that comedic side as well. Yeah. yeah. I kind of think he excels at the comedic yeah, side. Yeah, he's great at Personally, it. I like him better. When he tries to be serious, I kind of get like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun to see him like Ted where like yeah. he's uh, being Ted's serious, right. but that's what's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a chill, realistic version. That, like, I forget what the one where the, the air is like the villain that, uh, um... Uh, it was Night an M. Night Shyamalan movie. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot what that was called. Yeah, yeah. You should forget what yeah. it was. Um, so, yeah, and, and TV is really no different. I mean, I, I think that, you know, Glow, obviously, is a perfect example. Kia is is somebody who's made this transition as well. Um, the uh, Edge was on Haven for, like, several episodes on there. I never actually mm-hmm. watched it, but on CW. He was, so. he was supposed yeah. to be just a one-shot part, but they liked him they so much him. that they kept bringing him back and eventually gave him his full part in the show, I, which I think says a lot about his performance and the the folks at sci-fi exactly yeah i mean he seems like somebody he always grabbed my attention so i'm sure obviously when yeah. he was on set he they, they yeah and what well, was cool I, I remember being there and when he first got offered some hollywood work i mean he did uh mind of mencia oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. and i remember we actually flew into la together for that and he was going to go do that and he was so nervous but at the same time, he was so excited. And then when he went and did it, he was like, man, this is a blast. Man, i got to do more. Hence, Haven and all the other stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, Cody Rhodes is now a recurring role on Arrow as well. I mean, they, they liked him a lot. And that, to me, is probably the most well-done crossover that they've had in, in recent memory, especially, is having Cody Rhodes, this, this big Stardust character, yeah. versus Arrow, and then actually having it culminate in a match in SummerSlam a couple years ago, like right. that, they don't do that very often. No, like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I would think they should take this opportunity with Glow to do something kind of similar. You know, I mean, there's so much history, and there's so many different ways with the Mae Young Classic or with the women's division. There's yeah. so many interesting ways that you could have a similar situation. Right. You know, Kia can obviously go. You know, it's it's just there's so many things that could right. make a parallel uh, there that I think and and. I know that people get down on it sometimes, especially wrestling fans, but Total Divas is another great TV hit where, mm-hmm. you know, it's reality TV, but obviously scripted to a point as well, because right. that's what reality TV does. Right. But to, to have those girls be able to go on E! and then get their own spinoff as well, now they have two shows on E! All the people that were talking about wrestling before are talking about these girls. They're not mm-hmm. talking about how they perform in the ring because they don't know. They don't right. care. Yeah. But it's it's a nice way to, to have another thing like Glow that kind of broke the mold and allowed people who don't normally give a crap to care. There's all this like penet- like all the things you guys just laid out. It's like there's all this like penetration of like wrestling stars in the larger Hollywood scene and film and TV, and that just was not the case. Like I remember. Certainly, like being a kid in the '80s, watching the wrestling for the first time, it's like you saw the wrestlers on wrestling, and that was it. Period. You know, like the guys were not on, or girls were just not on other stuff like this. When you're mentioning Andre being on Princess Bride, that was like 
enormous. Mm-hmm. Like, as a wrestling fan, that, like, a wrestler was going to be in a movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was such a huge deal. I really thought about it when um, Cena was on, when hosted SNL earlier oh, right. this year, right? Yeah. Because... Like, I, it was, like, earth-shaking that, like, Hogan hosted SNL during the, uh, you know, around the first WrestleMania. And then I was like, Cena hosted SNL, and it was sort of like, it was kind of a thing, but, it, you know, it was also, like, not that big of a thing. It's like, we're just used to, yeah. it, it, the environment has changed so much where, and I think in a way, it's sort of what what Vince McMahon, it's part of what his vision always was, right? That, like, WWE superstars would be accepted. That's why they're not called wrestlers. And they'd be crossover, right. you know, crossover stars. And I know that that's what they've always pushed, you know, is they wanted talent to be cross, crossing over into the mainstream. And that's exactly what it's happening today because, yes. you know, you see it more so now with people getting opportunities you know i mean glow is another prime example of you had many many people yeah, you know who, who have you know appeared on on, on that series and, and it's just like wow you know i mean you know who's to say what's going to happen in season two of glow i mean you know there's, there'll be other cameos from people you know of course. Or, you just don't know. But then you're saying... Do you he, know, Marty? You don't know hablo inglés. You don't know nada. You got switched into Spanish mode. ¿Qué? Uh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, our guests today are the Bella Twins. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to sit down with them at San Diego Comic Con. We talked about a lot of pop culture things, so it fits in real nicely. So here's my interview from San Diego Comic Con with the Bella Twins. San Diego Comic Con. We've got the Bella Twins. What a surprise. Hello. So happy to be here. Yeah. So you guys have been to Comic Con before, haven't you? Yeah. We used to try to sneak into this place way back in the day when we were Hooter Girls. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, uh, can we deliver wings to Thor, please? Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't want to deliver anything? We have naked hot. Wings here, <laughs> ranch and blue cheese. Yeah, that's you can dip it wherever you like. Yeah. Exactly, Thor can. No. Yeah, yeah Thor. you can. <laughs> I like that haircut too. I don't know if you've seen him with the short hair no. now, Thor. Oh, he has short hair now. Right. I, the part of Thor that was so hot was the like long hair. Yeah, right. Well, uh, he but still pulls okay. it off. Yeah, Let's be honest, say. he's Actually, still pulling yeah, it off. That's true. He, he could do whatever. Yeah, he could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, him and uh, Ragnar Lothbrok shit. And shoot, sorry. You can say that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Ragna's like, whoa. So you guys are just hitting some life benchmarks left and right here. Because I I saw you right before the proposal. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. That was awesome. Oh, my goodness. I know. He spoiled me. Don't get blinded by the blame. Does this have a zip code? Blinded by the light. That's my theme song. Holy (laughs) hell. You finish her. I just whip up my hand. I I do the you can't see me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You really will blind people. I told Nikki if I had money in the bank, I'd cash it in right before John proposed. I'd be like, thank you. Bye bye. Here I go, pawn shop. Well, no longer be twins. <laughs> well, you're doing just fine on your own, I do believe. I Maybe not a proposal in the ring, but. Right, but a beautiful little girl that so just has beautiful. stolen my heart. I oh. bet. Little Birdie Joe, I have to tell you, it's insane being a mom. Like, you know, parents always tell you, like, oh, the love for your kids, you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> until I had a baby and yeah. I'm like I understand what they mean now it's indescribable it's so powerful and I look at her and I'm just like I can't believe you're mine I just want to kiss like, her face a hundred million times a day I can only oh, imagine that's how I am too. with my dog and I just yeah. picked it up from a shelter and, <laughs> you know? Well, and you know it's funny I'm like that with my furry babies too okay and then it's like times a thousand I'm with sure your baby. you created life yes. right like 
And then you see your like husband in there in the mix. I mean, and we all see Birdie. She's my husband. Like she came out of me, and I was like, "Whoa, she's really white, blonde hair, and blonde. blue eyes." Like, oh no, I'm gonna look like the nanny. <laughs> I'm sure as she gets older, there'll be more and more things right. that, just like you, and you're going to regret it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because someone did tell me, they're like, when she... Oh, exactly. Exactly. I know. We all can't tell her. I'm going to have to change my name. I'm going to be like, you're I'm gonna not going to change a lot of it. You're going to change the internet? You're what are you going to delete it off Urban Dictionary. Right? <laughs> it's in there, girl. It sure is. <laughs> my goodness. Um, I mean, how are you going to show up a proposal in the ring, though? Is child number two maybe Gosh, maybe in the ring? Or what Hopefully, can we do? Yeah, yeah, labor with in twins, the ring. Right? There you go. Oh, labor in the ring. Labor in that the ring. crowd could be like, push, push, <laughs> push, push. <laughs> like, ah! Oh! And they're like, yeah. yes, yes, and the baby comes out. Yeah. That would be the most unique push that anyone has I gotten, know. I think, yes. in Good the call. WWE. That's WrestleMania in like sure. five years. Can we talk about you wrestling? Yes. You're going to do it? So I finally got cleared by my doctor. Oh, okay, wonderful. Because my labor ended way different than I thought. I had an emergency C-section. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So my baby had a 14-inch head. Really? Yeah. And so, you know, let's Painful. think of a, what do they say? A square. square peg hole or something? Yeah. A circle know. and a square uh, peg? I don't know. It, it, it already something sounds. Peg hole yeah, let's just think of like squares that. and holes. Something, something and peg hole. Yes. Yeah. So, but, um, but I'm starting to, like, I still have some weight to lose and get in back into my brief shape. But my husband, we're looking to get in a ring because he wants to start training me. Nice. And um, I'm looking at 2018. Because I think really? by then okay. I'll be able to balance, like, mom life and a career because I want Birdie to be on the road with me and uh, kind of figure out. And I won't be able to go back full time. I just can't. My sure, daughter is number sure. one. But I said the only way I'll do it is if my tag partner's back with me. What? Oh. What? That's me, right? You know it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, are you cleared to wrestle right now? How's your neck I'm doing? not. So okay. my neck is doing better every day. But unfortunately, I have to wait for it to fully heal. Okay. Which I'm like, boo. But, um, but so hopefully, you know, it's... You can't ever put a date on it, right. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to, like, but install some new bionic parts yeah. or what's going on? I just need Honestly. to drink, like, some special <laughs> fluid that, like, makes the bone fuse fully. I'm like, just come on, be the bionic day. woman. Exactly. Bionic, Brie. I said bionic. Oh, uh, you have, like, an accent, too. <laughs> Whatever. Because I'm southern. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you could ask you Jackman. I'm sure he knows something about fusing totally. metal to bone. And then you'll have that. your own I mean, booth at Comic-Con. I would love that. I mean, I think that's good. That's evolving. That is. We're talking about evolving a lot today. That's evolving. It's the women's revolution. That's you know what right. I mean? Bionic need woman the coming boom. in. Why well, saying I have the boobies for it? Yeah, you I mean, do. I'm right there. <laughs> that is fair. That yeah. is fair. I got to get me some of those one day. Yeah. Um, so, what are you going to do? So, you've got this panel. Yes, is there anything very else? Exciting. Are you guys like any nerdy air quotes? Because everything that's oh. pop is nerdy now. So is it oh, really yeah. nerdy? I know, I right? Know. It's I, almost like, no. I feel like almost if you're not nerdy is like the that's cool thing. Nerdy. That's the <laughs> yeah. new nerdy. Yeah. That's it's like not nerdy. being nerdy. Seriously, Game of uh, Thrones had like 20 million viewers or something. Is that it? So do you want to hear I haven't hear even seen it. Do not. not no, I, I, I haven't seen it either, so okay, don't. Good. Yeah, okay. Do you know what my husband makes me do? Uh-oh. He won't let me watch until the after the season finale, and then he makes me binge watch it with him like Oh, he likes that. Because he, he mm. feels like he doesn't remember everything, but it I, it kills me because I'm like, Brian, now I can't go on social media exactly. because someone will talk about, about it. it. Yeah. My brother sent me a picture the other day, uh -oh. and I, 
an image. I go, don't you ever send me anything on Game of Thrones. I'm like, I can't have a spoiler. I swear, I, four times just yesterday, people were like, uh, can you believe Game of Thrones? The guy on, next to me on the train was watching the damn episode. No, and you I know how you just want to so looky-loo? Yeah, you know? I'm like, totally. Yeah. Well, I kind of felt bad because I'm obsessed with Vikings. Okay. And the season finale of season five, like, I mean, it was so, like, a month after it aired. <laughs> And I put a post up about it. Like and people were hot. Oh my gosh, Uh-oh. people got so mad at me. A month later, though. Yeah, that's. I had a lot of people sticking up for me too. Like, okay, guys. Like, if you didn't know, and no offense, on the period pieces. So like, you're one of those. Everyone knows what really happens to Ragna in real life. Like, right. if you just Google his it is name, history. it's history. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. But like, I'm obsessed with Vikings, Walking Dead. Oh my goodness, yeah. I love Although, Walking Dead. I had to give up Walking Dead. Yeah. They broke my heart last season or was that the same season with Glenn that whole situation oh it was like I'm yeah I I, I'm still watching lot, but you know what I will admit it's when they lost a lot of those characters mm-hmm. it's made me a little disinterested it's too evil and like we already evil. have to deal with the zombies exactly and I don't want to have to deal with that bad guy why can't I think of his name I can't um, either the, bat, the guy with the bat yeah yeah I, can, I don't know like I, I get like well that's how I feel about Jon Snow you better not ever kill him yeah like, that one time when they faked us out, uh-huh. I was like, I've never it watched is. Game of Thrones well, again. Vikings is going to be hard to watch next season without Ragna, but I hear like he makes appearances, but I'm just like, it's hard when you lose those characters. But, and I have to say like the whole, you know, there's everything around Wonder Woman too. Oh yeah. So it's cool with Wonder Woman. I know she'll be here. Uh-huh. Yeah. It I is the year of the woman, really. It I is mean, the year really of the woman. talk about spoilers. Sure. I, I, I got to go to the May Young Classic. Uh, oh, so lucky. I, oh, my God. What we, a bunch of stars. I guess our invite was lost in the mail, yeah, but the I really wanted to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're saving it for the finale. Triple H, yeah. where was our I invite? I in like September, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm seeing everyone's thing online. I go, what? What? <laughs> Can I get on a flight to Orlando right now? Because I want to see this up close and personal. Who you got to know? God. Honestly. Um, but point Jeez. is, I feel bad for anyone who wasn't there because we got to wait a month till they air it. It's going to yeah, air after SummerSlam. How are people going to avoid? September. I How have are no people? Idea. But I think they're waiting for the final match in September, correct? The final is not going to be spoiled. That's yeah. good. That's It'll be live. But you at least now know who but makes it. Exactly. Like, I know. I would be so mad and to know all the information. Alerts. Oh, did you? I did. I did and too. I was bummed. Did I got I was all these pissed. text messages like, oh, can you believe this and that? I'm like, really? Like, I can't believe it now that you told me. I've already been nosy online, like trying to look at everything, and now you gave it well, away. Well, that's a hard thing about social media is like, it's like you want to stay off it so you don't get spoilers, but then you like to know everything about it. Exactly. So then you get on there, and it's and like you can't hate people being excited at all. About stuff, you know, like and I that's get our it. world. We share it online. Yeah. yeah. What would we do if we didn't have? Yeah. Media? Like, like oh wait, gosh. I got an IG Life would be story. So this. <laughs> be so I feel like be people only rain yeah. in a way. I actually feel like people go and do fun things so they can post about it. So yeah. like, if like, I don't take a picture, it didn't happen. Yeah. That's yeah, how honestly, I feel about 100%. it. Honestly, one hundred percent. So we gotta take a picture of it. Yes. We walked into a cafe the other day. And I'm not kidding you. There was a wife like this with her like coffee holding it, and the husband was sitting on a chair, standing, no standing, taking a picture a over his head, and you could tell he's like, uh. <laughs> and like, it was so. I'm like, yep, that's our world. That's marriage now. Marriage. Exactly. You're now the photographer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I can't believe I, I've talked to both of you separately. This is the first time I've had you guys together. Yeah, that's Aww. so crazy. Really, really wonderful. And thanks so much for your time today. And yeah, have fun at Comic Con. Thank you for having me. Comic Con, Mattel. Yes. In the ring. I know. Thank Either you. can Let's we. Do it. I'll Twin be magic, baby. All right. Thank you, uh, Nikki and Bree. That was a fun little ditty from Comic Con. Those two, I don't know. There's something about them that I, I just, I just want to pinch your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a certain something. I met them both, like, uh, I think it was 2011. 
And I, I felt like they had a, something extra there, even at that point. Wow. I mean, I think we have a, yeah, we have a picture from when I met them the first time. Look oh, how different smokes. they look. Wow. You know, like, I remember them like that, you know? <laughs> because when they first came in, it was around 2006-ish. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember them being down in Florida with FCW. And, uh, you know, it, it, what's really cool to see the interview and, and to see what they've been doing is that, to me, they haven't changed. They're, they're still the same girls that they were when they first got signed. Which and is refreshing. Very, very refreshing and very cool to see. Were they undressing you in that photo? What I'm was pretty happening sure there? that's yeah. what was going it on. It looks like they're taking your clothes off. We were all drinking. <laughs> I don't know if Nikki even had her boobs at that point, so <laughs> she felt free to do as she wanted. Sure. Right. Um, so on the TV front, the only other thing I wanted to talk about uh, before we get to our final question is CM Punk is on MTV's The Challenge, Champs versus Pros. Right. Have you guys gotten a chance to watch this at all? No, I I personally haven't seen that and everything. And yeah, I, I'm going to be the first to admit I I've never been a CM Punk fan. Mm, mm. Yeah. I I like I definitely like him in the WWE. I uh, as a as a personality, I feel like he rubs so many people the wrong way. Yep. I'm sure it's not necessarily good for him. <laughs> but on this show in particular, uh, he's gotten in fights with with this with one guy in particular. But it yeah. Just, it's just like, and they're always, of course, throw throw shit at him like, hey, you can't make it in wrestling, you can't make it in UFC, you're not going to make the, it at the challenge. That's yeah. the only thing I've yeah. seen is like oh, a really? clip of like some other guy yeah, who's being like, you nobody. suck at everything, wrestling doesn't want you anymore, you got killed in, <laughs> you got killed in UFC, you're a loser now. Right. <laughs> Which, okay, is a stupid thing to say because he, he basically just threw out the only knowledge that he had. Right. But on the for real tip, what is Punk doing on this show? Like... Certainly, there's other things that he could do or would want to do, or he's still. I understand he doesn't want to go back to WWE. Fine. Yeah. You don't want to go so wrestle somewhere else. Yeah, whatever. So right. you don't want to go somewhere else and do what your passion is or what you love or write more comics or whatever. I don't yeah. know. This, this show is such a confusing, and being on MTV, it's so anti punk brand. That, like, I just feel like it takes a weird step backwards for his trajectory. It's a weird choice for a million different reasons that you've listened. Yeah, it's a very odd choice for him. I do think, you know, he's getting, he's in his early 40s, I think, now. Mm -hmm. I do think as he's aging and he's really going to realize, like, I've only got so much longer that I could get back in the ring if I want to. I think we'll see him somewhere eventually. I think we might see him in a New Japan or an Mm -hmm. ROH. I'd I'd be shocked if we didn't. And I think... I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of personal issues on all sides with Punk and WWE, right. but there also is so much money to Just be made. Laying on the ground. For him to come back even for one big match. Absolutely. It's hard for me to believe that he wouldn't come back. Everybody else comes back around eventually. If that he Brent wouldn't Hart come back for, for at least one <laughs> match and make that money. And everybody would get a chance to make that money together. And, and here's my problem. Like, I don't want it to happen at the level that it happened for Bret Hart. Because yeah. at that point, it was, like, kind of sad. Yeah. It was just a bunch of chair shots of Vince McMahon, right. <laughs> basically. Like, I, if we're going to get this, I, I just hope he realizes sooner than later that... Yeah, and, you know, to quote Mark, I mean, everybody's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to see him in Hollywood, though? Is he a guy that you would like to see make that transition onto the other side? Or who would be your guy? Who is your go-to for somebody that we'd like to see make the transition from wrestling into Hollywood? Uh, th- there's two guys for me. And, and one of them, of course, is Johnny Mundo, John Hennigan, especially uh, with Boone the Bounty Hunter. He's kind of doing it, ain't he? He's kind of doing it. And, you know, like Mark said earlier, you know, he actually sold his house to, to finance this whole thing. 
so crazy. And, you know, he sacrificed a lot of other things, too, man. And, you know, knowing Johnny and, and him just being passionate about it and, and getting work like he did with Glow being salty yeah. and, and doing things of that nature, you know. But he's really pushing it and really making making his mark, you know. he He's really doing it. And I think that if he continues doing it, I think that he'll be able to make that transition. He's a great-looking guy, very athletic. Yeah, he's got the Hollywood look. I mean, they he, he didn't does. roll out a red carpet for him and Molina for no reason. Exactly. And, you know, and, and he's such a good dude, and he's willing to work hard. And, you know, Boone is, you know, his pride and joy. And, you know, for him to put all that in there and, and really take a big gamble mm-hmm. on, on his finances, so to speak, you know, says a lot about the guy. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, you know, that I think that could really transition and really do something in Hollywood is The Miz. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't done more. I mean, obviously, WWE Studios, he's made about 47 movies right there, I think, is the yeah. actual number. But as far as Hollywood, Hollywood proper, yeah, he hasn't really done much, which is very shocking. Yeah, it is, especially yeah. for him. The guy's very charismatic. He yeah. can talk, and he's a great interview. And it's unfortunate that he's made those 47 movies for WWE Studios and only 47 people have seen it. But, uh, you know. And that was just The Miz at his yeah, house. Like, exactly. Screening. <laughs> uh, listen, I like the Marine. This is one thing we didn't really get to touch on. We can kind of skim over it. But WWE Studios, before we get to your answer, mm. I don't know that it necessarily helps a lot of those guys. Like, I think it's no. good to see them in a project. Like, it's good to see them do something on YouTube. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. almost got that same, like, yeah. oh, look, he can do a thing. Here's an example. But other than that, it, it doesn't really seem to help anybody get over. They never write the movie into the storyline. They've had so many. Wade Barrett and even Ted DiBiase Jr. were two that I felt like. Well, they did write it into Kane. May 19th. May 19th. Oh. That was, that was, he was like, this such a super important date, May 19th. It was important in his life, and it ended up just being the release date the of See No Evil. Right. Yeah. So it's that, burned it, into my brain. And that didn't necessarily work, so maybe they just don't want to do Well, actually, they've worked, they've technically worked the Marine into a storyline by having Miz with uh, Bo. Right now, yeah. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, yes and no. But he's, but he's not a former Marine. Right. Yeah. Um, even Cena kind of made his transition into his new character, and he salutes everyone and all that when the Marine came out. But they were never like, because he's a Marine. And then they, I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird that they yeah, like don't. They never made that connection. Yeah, TV. they don't want to make that crossover. Wasn't Randy a uh, Marine, too? Yep. Yeah. Randy well, that, that became a whole other issue. It wasn't like some, he has some, didn't he get discharged in a, in a way? No, he went AWOL. Hey, well, that's what it was. was. <laughs> then, then there was Out of nowhere. There was uh, the movie with Ziggler that actually took place at a WWE event. Yeah, right? and the- Rusev pulled a gun on him, which is one of my favorite still shots of all time. It's amazing. So weird. It's it's a little weird. I, I I don't know what they're doing with WWE Studios. It's really speaking strange. of that. I mean, Shawn Michaels is doing movies for. Uh, oh yeah, he right? just had Pure Country that's I guess being released. Yeah, they're like God God uh, based thing, right, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, the resurrection of uh, Gavin Stone. Right, that's you know? exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, so Mark, sure. <laughs> rolls off the tongue. There. Mark, what is your, uh, who's your pick? Um, Dean Ambrose is a wacky sitcom neighbor. Oh, Just okay. think about it. I could see it. That's basically he's what got he a, was doing last year. That's right. He's character. got like a Kramer from Seinfeld vibe. Whoa. He could be next door to the Big Bang Theory people. <laughs> they are doing a Shelton like spinoff. Young Shelton. Yeah. He could show up with his plant, talk to his plant. <laughs> There's a lot of comic potential. Wait, I'm going to throw one serious. Uh, this this one I'm serious about. Dark horse answer at you, uh, you guys. Don't steal mine. Of who I think would do really well as an actor in Hollywood. Yeah. William Regal. Oh. Wow. Listen, I, I, I write, like, I know that's sort of a surprising answer, but I'm serious because 
when he anytime this guy talks, he's he's grounded. Yep. I mean, when he's playing his character on, yep, on yep. television, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's grounded. He's realistic. He's believable, yeah. and I think he would do really well as, you know, maybe not, I'm not talking about a rocker Cena level star, no. but I'm talking about, like, he could get cast as, like, an investigator on CSI, <laughs> you know, who's like, Even here's what I think happened with these bodies. <laughs> tum, tum. He's great. That's He's a really character good, actor. B- yeah. believable character actor. Put him in one of those, like, three-episode BBC shows. Yes! Yeah. He'd be perfect. Yes, he would be. Absolutely yeah. perfect. That's yeah. a great, that is a good dark Remember when he was uh, the GM and he turned the lights off on Raw? Yeah, and all that stuff? He, he was, was fantastic. So I believed everything he said, no matter how absurd it was. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, he adds so much uh, gravitas to NXT mm-hmm. by just being there. Yes, and being the guy. Um, mine is, I guess, maybe a little obvious, but I, I still feel Bray Wyatt is somebody that they haven't fully tapped. Agreed. They've got him in this one channel, right? They've tuned mm-hmm. him. And that's the note that he hits every show. But I feel like there's obviously so much more. Because if you talk to that guy in person, Marty, I'm sure you've yeah. met him in person, Mark. I don't know if you have. I, I haven't personally met him yet. He's so chill and so cool mm-hmm. and so not that guy on TV no. that it just le- lets me know that there are probably many facets that that man could portray. Mm-hmm. And I just would love to see him in something. You, you know, it's funny you say that because there's so many guys like that, you know, who where, where they get that character and they're that character, but people really don't know them. And the very, very prime example of that is Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko is oh, probably really? the wittiest and funniest guy you're ever going to meet. I would never guess. But on TV... You know, he was just this man of a thousand holds and this and that. But Dean Malenko is probably one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my wow. life. Huh. Who knew? Not me. <laughs> well, that was our discussion. Feel free to let us know on Facebook at Ringside Pop or on Twitter or on Instagram, wherever you like to chat us up and what your feelings are of who should go to Hollywood and if you even like people going to Hollywood because it seems like a lot of people just want to watch them wrestle. Do not want to see any movies <laughs> for it, so maybe it's not something you need. Uh, guys, put yourself over. Marty, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at uh, Instagram, at MartyLias67, uh, on Twitter, at MartyLias1967, and at MartyLias on Facebook. Mark, spell it out for us. Uh, Mark Rosicka at Twitter. Wait, at Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Mark Rosicka, M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A. You know, I want to do a quick plug. It's on topic, though, Dale. Do it. Uh, a show I wrote for called Detroiters on Comedy Central. I just wrote for season two, which will come out next year. But in season one, episode nine, uh, Kevin Nash is the uh, special guest star. Okay. He plays Timmy's dad. And he's not, it's not a short cameo. He's in a ton of the episode. Huh. And he's really great in it. He's funny. He has some dramatic scenes. If you're a fan of Nash at all, check out uh, Detroiters on Comedy Central, season one, episode nine. It's my favorite episode of the first season. He's great in it. Yeah. I, you know, he really surprised me in Magic Mike. I was I would have never picked him to be in that movie for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I... I just the amount of acting they let him do in that film, I was like, well, look at this. Nash is a little bit of an actor. He is. He is. I dug it. He's got some chops. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at The Walking Dale on Instagram and Twitter, and you can obviously follow us at ringside underscore pop on Instagram and ringside pop on Twitter and Facebook, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Dale Rutledge, and Stephen Lemieux, managing producer for AfterBuzz Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire Ringside Pop staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Ringside Pop. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!